Hi, this is Jim Zamora, staff writer with the San Francisco Chronicle, and you're listening to a Chronicle podcast. Nothing gets me more interested in listening to a podcast than that stunning yeah, music. It's, just, it's stirring. It's, it's really stirring. It's stirring. I love the drums. I love the drums. Okay, welcome to... Let's just call it yet another TV Talk Machine podcast. We're just, I don't know, we're in the hundreds now. Uh, but if you've been listening recently, we've had two weeks back-to-back with Ken Burns, legendary Ken Burns. Uh, and it's kind of, as, as interesting as it was, and we're going to have six more, it was a little like eating your vegetables, right? It was, uh, it was fine listening, but uh, as, as Ken Burns, edu- educational. Yes, it was a little bit of edutainment. Did you just make that? <laughs> I up? just now you never know, uses that word. No, but I, we're going to take a break because we're going to have. Uh, we had two weeks. Of Ken Burns. I've got um, what I'm going to be starting. Essentially, interviewing uh, all the people who either started networks or currently run them. And one of my guests in an upcoming podcast will be Geraldine Layborn, who uh, essentially she well she her and Oprah started. Well, she started Oxygen. She brought Oprah in probably for the back end cash. Geraldine Laburn essentially launched Nickelodeon, so she's she's a big name. We're going to have her. Keith Olbermann has agreed to come on. He'll be on the phone or live in studio? He'll be on the phone because, you know, he's he's a busy, busy man. Um, but, so we got all that stuff. Voluminous emailer, isn't he? He's he always, is. Yes, always, we email uh, all the time, and uh, he's agreed to come on. There is a connection. Ken Burns sent him the whole, the whole thing of the war, and uh, Olbermann, much like a TV critic, has already gone through it all. He's already, he's already watched the entirety of the war. Wow. Dude, he's studious. So anyway, we're going to get back to our regular format, or our part-time format, which is uh, Q&As with uh, Question Boy. And as usual, Question Boy is played by San Francisco Chronicle media writer Joe Garofoli. Welcome, Joe. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be here. And this is, it's even more pleasurable today because uh, Joe recently did a story on Bob Woodruff, the injured ABC News anchor and correspondent who was injured in, in Iraq. And uh, Joe did a wonderful story. And uh, Joe, you heard back from him. So you have your own first letter. I, I have my first letter I'd like to read on the podcast. This is the, the subject line of this is, I love you. I see. I love that. Wow. Mm-hmm. From Bob Woodruff. From Bob Woodruff. So, so I'm actually still <laughs> feeling a little bit warm a little and tingly. tingly. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. You think, you think he's in the short You have rope? your, yeah. yeah I'm, <laughs> in my mind, he is. <laughs> and so. Uh, Woodruff, we were talking for you know somewhere in the conversation. I said, "What are you doing? Are you, are you able to run around or do anything?" And he said, "Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm hoping to play soccer again." And I said, oh, "Really?" And his wife said, "No way, you're not playing soccer." And I said, "Why don't you play this weekend with me? I'm, I play in a you know a yes. team on Saturdays." So he said, uh, "The article is excellent. Okay, I will play soccer with you." And so I wrote him back and I said, "12:30, Mills College in Oakland. You don't have to head the ball, <laughs> and we'll put you on the right side. You know, it's as where as good I is." <laughs> Hopefully you can score, because we lost 5-2 last week. And Woodruff writes back, and he says, you really needed me on defense next time. Look at that. See, it's a real guy. You know, real you, guy, you got cordial. That, I think you've mocked him in the past, before accident, of course, but being a little stiff and being an eye, I found him to be a, a uh, actually kind of a fun human being. And he took, he took that very well. You said yes. no heading the ball, because he, yes. he obviously had a head injury from yes. the... Uh, the uh, roadside bomb. So you took a little chance there, but it paid off. We, and... we, had, we were openly joking about that. Uh-huh. There, he and his wife, they're, they're very cool. They're very, good people. Good, and he, good and people. it's good to see uh, Bob Woodruff recovering and moving yes. on. That's nice. Well, let's get to our stack of mail for the TV Talk Machine and we, um, from Question Boy. This is far from a hate letter. It, it <laughs> opens, Hello, Sir Goodman. <laughs> 
I'm a huge fan of your column, blog, and podcast. It seems as though you're inside my mind when you review shows, make a blog post, even when you answer most questions on your podcast. You are spot on with everything you do, as I'm sure you hear all the time. Wow. I think uh, I, you know, one what? word, stalker. I love this. <laughs> this I'm, I, and I love this. This is all really right, good. This is nauseating. I want to be called Sir Tim. Hell, even your favorite top shows are apparent to mine for the most part. I, I do have probably a small question I'd like to ask, though. I know The Sopranos is great, but why is it considered the best or one of show by many, if you don't mind? I'd like a little explanation of this. I personally don't consider it in the same league as Deadwood, The Wire, or Rescue Me, and I'm not even sure if it's in my top ten. I would dearly appreciate a reply. An avid reader, fan, <coughs> stalker, <laughs> Sean. Well, Sean, thanks for uh, for the wow. That's and the, and the accolades were uh, they did they did me well. You know what? I don't know. I certainly in my top ten. I, I, I woo. I'd like to see the front nine of yours if it's not in the top ten. I will say, and this is timely because The Sopranos starts on April eighth, and uh, that's what two Sundays from now. People are going to be really excited to watch that. I've always thought that The Sopranos is one of the best shows on on television. It's, I've gone back and forth the last couple of years with The Wire and Deadwood and Sopranos as my top shows. Rescue Me also weren't my top show, but you know I have settled into the to believing after the last episode of, or last season of what, The Wire that The Wire is the best show on television, and I do love Deadwood as well and the others. But you know what? I wouldn't. I, I still love The Sopranos. I think part of the backlash uh, from Sean and others because I've heard this before is that. People are anxious about the finale. They're anxious about wrapping things up. We have nine episodes to go, and the first 12 that came out this year, you know, eight of them, I think, had that the gay veto storyline, and that really slowed things down, and people were yeah. like, come on, come on, this is just like a single topic, and we've got all this stuff to wrap up. So I think it, it you know, you know, to not be polite about it, I think the Sopranos just pissed people off, and they're kind of... Dissing it now, well, moving Chase, it down. But Chase has left a couple storylines out there. And like we're still, as you always joke about, they're always still looking for the Russian <laughs> in the woods. Still looking for the Russian. He's not coming back. I know people want to know that. Chase has already said he's going to leave a lot of those questions uh, unanswered. And that's going to annoy people. But you know what? I think Sean, this could be the same guy. Sean may have called with a question. Let's see if he, if he did. Hi, Tim. This is Sean from Los Angeles. I saw today that foxnews.com uh, reviewed the first couple episodes of the final Sopranos uh, season, or season, half season, um, and I'm wondering if you have seen those episodes yet and when we're going to get your thoughts on them. That doesn't sound like the fawning Sean who had sent the first message. No, no it wasn't. It wasn't. The, I didn't see, sense a lot of love in his voice. No, nah, it was a little sleepy, and it's a Fox News. He, I don't think you want to go to Fox News for your TV criticism. Uh, no, by the time haven't. you hear this, I will have watched the two episodes of The Sopranos uh, that were sent to me. Can you guess your feelings by this point? I'm going to look into the feelings. future. Yes, yes, I'm going to look into the future. I'm probably not. No, I'm going to like it. I, I've already gone on, on record. Well, it's not on record because you haven't seen it yet. But we'll come out in the Chronicle as saying people are going to be disappointed when it's all wrapped up. Give it about a year or two, and then it will return to the upper echelons of the pantheon of great television. What have we got? We got anything else? Yes. Tim, the reason I continue, oh, this is from Bill, and he says, Tim, the reason I continue to watch Discovery and other educational programs, I'm not into the educational channels, he says, primetime channels are a joke. It's because you never know when a new episode is on or not. I hear there are eight new episodes for the, for the new season. There are eight more weeks in a season. Hell, there are 16 weeks in a season. What happened to the 26 new episodes a year? Is that a thing of the past, or are these overpaid, underworked prima donnas just milking it because of a lack of good writers? 
Wow. We get some hostility here. You know, this is a great question because it comes up a lot. And um, it, it's it's unfortunately it's sort of the premise of it is erroneous. The uh, way way back there were multiple episodes on shows, but we work on a thirty six week TV season. But a full season of shows is twenty two episodes, unless of course you're watching twenty four, and then it's twenty four episodes. So thirty six week TV season, twenty two episodes. You're gonna have that's fourteen weeks right there of reruns. You put in maybe December and some holiday programming. This is where it stretches out and people think that they're not making it as many episodes as they are. What also he's not factoring in is that a mid-season show, which is kind of a half order, is 13 episodes. And so a lot of times they'll just run it as 13 and then maybe pick it up for 22 the next year. Um, or, you know, for example, that's what happened with uh, Battlestar Galactica this year. They did 13 right before the season finale. They picked up the back nine. You'll have 22 next year. The thing about six is that I know it is weird, but the late mid-season pickups, like Andy Barker, P.I., and all the things, those are six episodes. They just, you know, The Office was picked up as seven episodes. They just want to pick up a little bit, get a flavor for it, whether people actually, you know, kind of like trial balloon. Are people going to go for it or not? We'll see, and then we'll try to bring it back next year. Then you had stuff like this year, like Lost being interrupted mid-season. Right. Another another episodic show dropped in that time slot, and then it comes back, which is even more confusing. It's more confusing, and I think that uh, they won't do that again. I think they had the best intentions because the people were complaining about the reruns of Lost, and they were going to put 13 weeks of a series called uh, Big Day in there, uh, or Daybreak in there, and um, that was a flop. So I think what, what ABC will probably do next year is what Fox does with 24. You don't start it until January. Then you have uninterrupted, no reruns, January through May. It just rolls right along. So that's probably what will happen next year. Next, to Eric writes in, and this is a question that I'm sure is on many minds of, the, of, of TV heads. Yes. Hey, Tim, do you think it's time to pay for Showtime? Oh, yeah. For HBO, I was watching Sopranos season one and two on VHS, but that was not enough to pay for the channel. When Band of Brothers was being advertised, that was not enough to buy it, and it's been well worth the cost ever since. For Showtime, I watched a Dead Like Me DVD, but did not like it. Yeah. When you recommended the Weeds DVD set, I went out and bought it. First episode was extraordinary but I felt it steadily and steeply declined by the end of the set. No deal. Then you recommended Dexter, and Showtime had a free weekend where I could catch two episodes, and whoa, close to reaching the threshold, but not quite. I'm going to watch the DVDs, though, one way or the other. So what do you think? Is Showtime there yet? This is is very timely. I think, uh, just to quickly, I think instead of the hey, Tim, I think we'll just preface it with Sir Tim. Sir Tim. Okay, question boy, let's keep the consistency here. Um, yeah, that's a great question. Is it time for Showtime? I'm going to say yeah. I'm going to say yeah, but with a caveat, and I know the Showtime will hate me for this, but they already kind of hate me anyway. You know, if the money's an issue, be patient. You can get these things on DVD and watch them through. I totally disagree with him on Weeds. I think Weeds is a great show that got better. It's been, it's in, you know, one of my top uh, favorite programs on television. Dexter is definitely in the top 10, and I think that got steadily better. Full season of great season of Dexter, and that's coming back. You got Brotherhood, uh, uh, completely underrated. It's already out on DVD. It's coming back next season. Uh, I'm just reviewing for Friday's Chronicle The Tudors, which is a 10 part series with uh, Jonathan Rhys Myers as the, the very young Henry VIII, which I really like. It's not really Rome, but it's uh, really solid. And I think they're getting there. Uh, this American Life, I loved that show. That's great. You know, I think there's a lot going on with Showtime that makes, makes it worth paying for. And I will say that I think that. Uh, HBO is in a little bit of trouble because there's a perception that all these shows that are going away won't be replaced with quite the same thing. And right. you're looking at you're spending your 15 bucks or whatever 
People might shift over I'm, to Showtime. I am ready to pull my uh, Sopranos, uh, my, my HBO subscription after wow. the Sopranos are gone. Yeah. Okay, maybe you would go to uh, Showtime. Perhaps, yes. Or maybe you would just borrow the DVDs from me. Well, yes, I have to get in line, of course. <laughs> Sir Tim, when, if at all, is life on Mars returning to BBC America? That's from Jerry. Uh, excellent question, Jerry. It's coming back in August, so prepare yourself. But also, don't forget that it will be the American remake of it uh, will be on next fall. It'll be done by David E. Kelly, and I've already gone on record as saying I don't think he's going to get the tone right. So there you go. This uh, next question is from Jamal in Fort Worth, Texas. Fort Worth, Texas. All Jamal right. is uh, apparently setting a high standard for the show. <laughs> he said, on your next podcast, please do a segment on Battlestar Galactica, like like these are like these programs are actually <laughs> planned out in advance. <laughs> like we didn't just walk in the door yeah. and like hand paper to each other and start talking. Oh, segments! Wow, that's a great idea, Jamal. Maybe we'll do segments. So um, what? A, oh, by the way, yeah, it's what a season finale to an average season. Big fan of the call. Oh, you know what? Uh, it, it, it was, and I wrote uh, this on the blog that, um, and I actually wrote it in today's paper, in fact, or Wednesday's paper. So you can go back and check this week after you read this. Uh, check the archives. Yes, Battlestar Galactica, great season finale. I mean, a lot, I'm not going to give anything away in case somebody's listening and they don't, don't want the spoilers, but there were a couple of pretty big revelations that were kind of like, wow, I, you know, that was a thing. And then there was a stunning turn. There was a huge twist in the series, which are gonna t- is going to take the series in a completely different ne- direction next year uh, when they have 22 episodes. John from Corvallis, Oregon. Oh, boy. We're all over the map again. Yes. Since you mentioned it, what's up with Battlestar Galactica going at least nine months before the new season starts? I muddled through several episodes that didn't do much to advance the plot. Got my payoff last night with a killer episode, but went to bed pissed off that I have to wait nine months for the next one. What gives? All right. This is a pet peeve problem with me. You know, many times I try to educate people about this. It's starting to get, starting to, get to me. You know, it's one thing to sort of like say, oh, this episode didn't move the plot along and it was a waste and now you're wasting my time and then I got these great episodes, but now I got to wait nine months. You know, you're going to get what you get in a, in a 13 or a 22 episode season. You're going to have some flat ones, no question about that. But people really need to understand that this stuff doesn't get turned around overnight. A lot of the actors on the cable shows are trying to break out and get into movies. They have an off season. You know, it's just like it's like a baseball team or a football team. You got an off season. You got to you got to get your, all your writers together. You got to map out the season. You got to you know write it and hone it to the best of their abilities. You've got to uh, come back, get everybody back, film it. Hopefully that there's not you know. Hopefully that the networks worked out your budget and right. stuff like that. And you know, there's just a lot of delays. These are quality programs. These this are quality is a, programs. This is a fat guy with a hot wife show on CBS. Exactly. You, and you, you can and, and as this podcast confirms, you cannot rush quality because we're rushing no. this and it we, sucks it's, it's the quality it's is not there sucks. if we were Battlestar galactica it would suck we would just be like we'd also have a lot of <laughs> tattoos and be nude yeah that would no one would want to see that no one would want, i do love Battlestar galactica though do you have tattoos no even do i but we're nude right now we're completely nude well i'm in my shorty robe <laughs> tim this is from rick from kohala coast hawaii wow do people don't have their own TV critics in you their know, own town? Exactly. Why are they I, writing I, to you? I love this. This is this is good. For, do we have any long distance callers from really? I bet you we oh get some goodness. people coming from all over. We had well, we had uh, Gorin. Or somebody said it should be Yorin or Yarin Yorin from Sweden. Sweden, that's right. Yeah. yeah. All right, Tim. When are my when are the following shows returning? Okay, I'll answer them in order. Curb your enthusiasm. June. Rescue me. Rescue me. No, I don't think that's been set yet. Okay. The Shield. 
April 3rd. Big Love. June. Weeds. Mm, don't think it's been set yet. Brotherhood. Also not set yet. Deadwood Finale. Oh, God. The two, two two-hour movies. Hey, brother, you're going to be waiting for a long time on the island for that one. Me, You and me both. There's the two two-hour movies. I will say this. I did actually call HBO and get on their asses a little bit about this. Um, David Milch is doing John from Cincinnati. Uh, that's in production. It's coming out. But he has actually started mapping out the storyline for the Deadwood movies. So it's not like it's in his back pocket or something. He's actually, you know, they're meeting with writers. They're plotting it out. So it's going to happen slowly but surely. And Sopranos, you already said. Sopranos, yes. It's coming out to April 8th. And, and all those shows that he mentioned from, uh, uh, from Showtime, which is Weeds and Dexter and Brotherhood, all that stuff, look for that in late summer. Rescue me late summer. Uh, this one is from a Senor. Um, he said, how can we get Fox to cancel Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? That show is horrible. I don't know how or why Fox puts this stuff in their time slot. When will it be gone from us? Wow. I think there's a lot worse shows than um, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader. But, um, hmm. I, th- I would rather see Deal or No Deal and Howie Mandel yeah, go. He, need, he needs to go. I mean, because he, be, he should be off primetime television. Okay, let me ask you a question. Well, who goes for who is more annoying, Jeff Foxworthy or Howie Mandel? I think Jeff Foxworthy has a demographic appeal. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he is, uh, you know, he, I think that's a demographic move to reach out to folks. I'm just, uh, let me scratch, post-idol. Let me scratch my red neck. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, that's, sorry. Uh, that, is, that might be one name for that demographic, <laughs> yes. Uh, so, no, it's a, it's a great it's, big country, my friend. It is, and I, and I, and I love as many rednecks as everybody, the next guy. You won't be getting any emails from Nebraska or Kansas, no. I guess. That's Sir, Tim. <laughs> Sir Tim. Sir Tim. Sir Tim. What's your take on the first year of Brothers and Sisters? This is from Frank and Livermore. A little closer to home, Frank and Livermore. Um, I like Brothers and Sisters. I did joke in the paper the other day that it is a hit on ABC. It's coming back. It's an adult drama as opposed to a soap opera. Uh, and then my follow-up joke was you can have a hit on television and, it, and uh, cover mature adult themes and yet not know anybody who watches it. Do you watch Brothers and Sisters? No. The no, Ken Olin-produced no, series? I'm not. No, with Allie McBeal. Allie McBeal's in it, yeah. yeah. Among, uh, among many other people. And uh, I just, I've watched more than a handful of episodes. Yeah, it just doesn't pop up on my TiVo list. But it's a, it's a good quality series. And how are the out. ratings? How, is really good. It will yeah. survive. It's really surprising that people, that it's a hit and it's coming back. And Does I that give you hope for, you know, there is a market for quality television? Yeah, I, I, I think that there is. I think that there is, even though I don't know anybody who's watching it. But yeah, I think there is. And, and, and a lot of good dramas. When, when a good comedy hits, then I'll answer that question. All right, uh, Sir Tim, this one is from Linda. What are shows like What About Brian, Sunset Strip, The Medium, etc., on so late, especially during the week? Nine o'clock is my limit, and 10 is way too late for my 5 a.m. rising, and I'm not interested enough in taping all the late shows. KQD also does this with all their shows like Now. Yeah, right. yeah, you know, KQD, I think KQD has a bigger problem with that because its audience is... Like sixty-five plus, so you got to start prime time at about four they're, o'clock. They're going the early blue plate special prime time. Yeah, this, they got you know you, you got to start the prime time at four. You got to be at Iron Skillet by five, and this is in no way uh, you know this is when I get to be an elderly person, and I hope that I get there because I'm worried about it. Uh, I want to live a long time. I want to be old. I want to live in Ross. Totally want to do it. I want to be at the Iron Skillet at five o'clock, and I want my shows earlier. So I get it. I get it. I get that message. Why doesn't she just TiVo them or tape them? But she, she said she didn't want to tape them. Hey, well, you know what? Wake up and smell yeah. 2007. You lady. know what? It's a prime time. You know, it's a, you can't change the world. Yeah. Uh, prime time is 8 to 11. 
So the network's got to program that 10 o'clock block. Although, you know, they moved, they moved um, Lost from 9 to 10 o'clock, and a lot of people said, oh, I'm too tired. Can't do it. I say uh, if a show is good enough for you in the 10 o'clock slot for you not, you know, you don't want to wait up for it. You got to tape it. Tim, this is from K-Cheer. Oh, was it like a was it like a K Fed or right, that's what she's saying. K Cheer is it K Dash Cheer no, or K Cheer? Like, I guess it'll be K Cheer. Oh, okay, sure. Uh-huh. I think that's short for something. Okay. Why does Law and Order et al. Sex and City and Friends run on for years and shows like Rome and Deadwood last such a short time? Rome and Deadwood gave exposures to some great new actors, great writing. Will The Wire make another season? And why are the seasons uh, so short? Too expensive to make? You probably have answered these questions a hundred times. I've I'd... answered every question a hundred times, but that's okay. That's my job. That's what they paid me for. You see me at a cocktail party? Ask away. It's just my job. I'm not laying bricks here, so I'm not that hard. People say, oh, you don't want to talk about TV. Come on. What am I? I'm on the couch half the night. I'm, I got a lot of energy. I can talk about TV. Um, yes, to the first question, The Wire is coming back for its fifth and final episode. Um, you know, Deadwood didn't make it because that was a decision, uh, a well-documented decision, uh, for David Milch and HBO to give up the ghost before the fourth season, which still pisses me off and sort of pisses off a lot of people. Rome was also a well-documented financial decision, uh, the most expensive um, series ever produced for television, over $110 million, shot in Italy on the world's largest stage, co-sponsored with uh, BBC and HBO. Just too much money in it. Um, I've, I've sort of documented that on the blog. You can go and read that uh, as I talked about the Rome finale. Um, there just wasn't enough money for it, so though, that's why that ended. But the the model for cable channels is uh, vastly different from uh, network channels because you don't have to you don't have the same season. So they like to produce twelve or thirteen episodes, and then take a little break and come back. And you know what? They don't have as much money. So if you want FX to have Rescue Me and and all these other shows, they you know they can only do twelve, and, and they do the Shield for ten or twelve, and they don't have that much money. So that's why the seasons are shorter. And I like them shorter because. You can be more creative. You don't have to stretch it out for. Got to like these questions. A lot of them deal with quality programs. You know, not people. Are, not a lot of people saying. You know, where's according where's, to Jim? Yeah, where's according <laughs> to Jim? When's that coming back? I can't get enough of uh, Jim Belushi. Who can? <laughs> All righty, Sir Tim. Recently, which show were you the most disappointed to see not make it? Oh. I don't mean something that was on maybe a season or two. I mean, something that was only on a few weeks and not really given a chance. This wow. is from Mike. Wow. It's like, weeks. look into your heart. Yeah, look, look into your heart, Tim, and find out. Yeah, I think, uh, wow, that's a great question. Um, I think Andy Richter Controls the Universe was one of the ones I miss a lot. I definitely miss Easy Streets from way back when, although judging from Paul Haggis's later work, maybe I'm my, uh, misplaced, my misplaced uh, enthusiasm for that show. Profit. I God. miss profit. Genius. God, get that on DVD. That is such a habit. Is, is it on yes, DVD? It's on DVD. Oh, so Adrian so Pazdar good. is just great in that. First episode in the box. Oh, it's goes just home to the dark. Box. It is so yeah. dark. Uh, that, <clears throat> I also wish that action had gone on longer. Uh, Cupid had gone on a little bit longer. And also, currently, I certainly hope that Andy Barker P.I., another Andy Richter series, gets the nod. I don't think five episodes was enough to really judge it. Um, hopefully, NBC will give that the nod. And I, this show is dead for sure, but I hope it comes, you know, I wish they had given it more time to answer his question. Knights of Prosperity on ABC. They just didn't get the tone right in the, in the time slot. They didn't promote it right. And lastly, I think last year, last season, I really missed Love Monkey, 
on uh, CBS. I thought that was that a lot. A kind of, of a hip show. Great use of music in the show. Yeah, Tom Cavanaugh, yeah. and and I just it was he's, great. He's and, Mr. Uh, TV. He's very likable. Yeah, and uh, uh, what's his name from nine hundred two one zero? Priestley. Yeah, Jason yeah. Priestley. You know what I liked about Jason Priestley? He gained a little bit of weight. He was letting them mock him in the script for kind of gaining a little weight. He played a guy who was getting married. Have his, I think he had his first kid, and it was perfect. And and you know what? I talked to CBS about why that happened, and they actually liked the show a lot. But they have nothing around it uh, that is anything like it, and so it didn't draw a similar audience. Same problem happened this year with Smith, uh, the Ray Liotta series. So a lot of stuff dies early, and I guess I could, that li- that list could go on and on forever. Are we ready for calls now? Let's take some calls because uh, you know that TV talk. The lines are lit up. The lines are lit, lit up, up, everybody. Come on. Listen, <laughs> you and Peoria. Is that, Hello. Yeah. Hello, Peoria. I don't have a computer, so it's necessary for me to communicate to you by telephone. I'm just calling to protest the apparent cancellation of ER. It's one of the better shows on the network, and it's certainly more about the practice of medicine than Grey's Anatomy, which is mostly about sex. In this case, Grey's Anatomy, practice of medicine, is secondary. I'm very disappointed that it looks like ER is not coming back. This is all I have to say at this time. I'm disgusted that they replace it with all these new shows that will probably be off the air in nine weeks. And my name is Evelyn Carlson. Thank you. Wow. I swear that was my mom calling. <laughs> it, sound, it did sound like it your mom. Say, it did. Yes. Yes. Uh, Evelyn, you know what? <laughs> Break so, it to her easy. ER uh, is... ER. No, ER is still around, Evelyn. My opinion is that it should have been killed a long time ago. But that you're enjoying it is, is a pleasure enough for me. And you're right. There is a lot of filthy stuff on there. The, the unfortunate part about your question that you're wrong about is that Grey's Anatomy isn't going anywhere. It's one of the most popular shows on television. It's Be- consistently in the top five. Because it's all about sex. Because it's all about sex. Dirty doctors sells. But yes, uh, you know, ER had a whole bunch of that, too, with Clooney and all that yeah. stuff on there. But now they got ugly people on the show. They do. So, so that's, they're, it's back to medicine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Who cares about that? Remember no, when I, my, my mom... Uh, yes. tell, did you tell a story about no, this how a, my mom influenced uh, network television? Your mom changed the course of network television on CBS. This is true. Joe's mom and dad told me one time, Question boys, mom and dad, uh, said to me, you know what? We're big fans of Everybody Loves Raymond. They were totally right smack in the, in the CBS demographic. And they said, you know what? Her mom, his mom said, you know what? It's too much bedroom talk. Too much sex talk. And I said, all right, I'll, I'll take that to CBS. And, you know, lo and behold, like I was like a month later, we were at the press tour. And I know Les Moonves, who, of course, the most powerful man in all of television, is currently running CBS. And I pulled him aside. I said, "Move is like I tell you." I talked to a friend of mine's mom, who's a big fan of Raymond. She said, "Too much bedroom talk." And you know what he did? He looked at me like I had just told him what he'd completely been thinking. And he says, "You know what? She's right. Too many of our sitcoms are going to the easy joke in the bedroom, and I'm going to take care of it." And he did. And then, and Raymond like stopped a, doing a whole like lot of those bedroom jokes. He toned it way back. Yeah. Your mom made she, CBS even yeah, more absolutely. conservative. That's what one. The power of one person. Yeah, this is Ryan Dawes. I'm calling about the Black Donnellys. I'm just wondering why you got a show on New York, post about London, Ontario, and that's actually in Canada. Actually, history that happened in Canada, not in the states. So you should take that show off the air. Wow. wow. 
Good anger yes, and yes. great we, accent. We we appreciate the profanity. We Absolutely. really do. That's that's the first f bombs dropped on the podcast. Yeah, and we welcome them. We'll because yes. I love anger and I love swearing. My t- in, in that Absolutely. order. Absolutely. Yeah. That's God, that's that is, that is good podcast. And right. you know what else? He's right. He's right. The the Black Donnelly sucks. It's terrible. It's a, and it's uh, it's our our boy from uh, uh, Easy Streets. Haggis. Haggis. It's yes. his show. It's terrible. You have a, you and you are a uh, very, you have very strong passions about the programming involving the Irish as well. Yes, of course, because I am a hundred percent Irish, and that's uh, uh, it. Really bugs me. And that guy kind of had an Irish accent or, or Jersey. Accent. I have I no idea where where that accent was coming from. It's, yeah, it was coming from an angry place. Yeah, yeah, it was an angry accent. Yes, it was <laughs> he had an angry accent, which is what I want. I want a yeah. totally angry accent. Yeah. Uh, you know what, Black Donnellys. Uh, it is shot, I believe, in Canada, which is a cheat. You want to, you want to, allegedly placing it in Hell's Kitchen in New York, and they're shooting it in Canada. But you know what? It's just a bad show. Those, if that's the best Irish thug mobsters you can do, then you're just not looking. Let's come into San Francisco. We'll show you some Irish thug mobsters. Come on. So anyway, yes, and you and I have talked about. It. You're Italian, yes, and I'm Irish, and uh, you know what? We are. Our people have been oppressed on television, stereotypically oppressed on Absolutely. television for ages. Well, look at in the Sopranos. There, that one uh, uh, politician in New Jersey once wanted to uh, refuse to uh, let the show film in town because they portray Italians in a negative light. In a negative light. I gotta say, um, the Sopranos gets a lot of things right culturally, from the dialect, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm and I argue with my own family about this. That they get a lot of stuff right in terms of the dialect and the cultural stuff. Right, and does your not, family, not, is your family against the surprise? It's uh, my mom. It's, it's very, too violent very, for your mom. Way too oh, violent, and uh, too and much. Yes, too many boobs at the yeah, yeah, bada bing. The bada bing. You know, so oh. The other stuff she laughs at, right. but overall too violent. Yeah, and too much. Yeah, and I, she doesn't like to see Italians in a gangster light as well. Well, that's what they are, right? They're they're well, mafias. Yeah. Ah, baiting you right there, didn't <laughs> I? Just baited you with that. Okay, next question. Hi, my name is Mary Anderson, and I'm from Oakland. And I wanted to know just how many more episodes of uh, Desperate Housewives we're going to have to go through that keep showing us clips from old ones, old ones even back to last year. Are they ever going to have any new ones this season, or should I just forget to watch it and maybe skip next season? Thank you. Bye-bye. I sense an undercurrent of this TV Talk Machine podcast, and that undercurrent would be anger. Yes, absolute anger. A lot of issues here. A lot of anger issues. And now her anger ties in also to this kind of un- not, uh, not understanding how long the TV season is. Right. She's talking about uh, reruns of and and clips of of uh, Desperate Housewives over and over again. She's annoyed. Again, it's a math problem. Twenty two episodes, thirty six week season. But I agree with her that she should stop watching. I don't like that show yes. anymore. Yeah, they, a lot of anger about this sort of lazy television making. Yes, it is. They, but they don't want the clip job shows. They don't they want say, reruns. These people are going to work every day. Why aren't the Hollywood types going on to work every day? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's We've good. just morphed into why. O'Reilly. Yes, yeah. I know. It's O'Reilly good. Factor, it's yeah. a good role for you. Hi, Tim. I just wanted to say yes, I agree with your comment about the episode with Meredith Grey dying and dying and dying. I decided that the show was no longer my favorite after that episode. And I'm not too uh, happy about it anymore. I watch it, but it's not a priority. And my name is June. Thank you. Bye. A lovely voice. It is. That masked a little bit of... Anger. Mm-hmm. Anger, yeah. She's a little bit angry. Uh, she's right. She's talking about Meredith Grey and Grey's Anatomy. Totally awful episode. I think it was a two-parter where 
is she going to die? She's in a coma. And I, was t- I was there in the room rooting for her to die. My wife loves the show. It's just like, oh, please, please kill her off. But uh, no, they warmed her up. And uh, seriously, they, she was in a coma. They had to warm her up. They warmed her up. She flatlined, whatever. I think, I don't know. They stuck a hand up her puppet thing, and, and then she woke up. Stuck her hand up her puppet I don't thing. Know. <laughs> I don't know, but what she's did, back. Can we even say that on the podcast? <laughs> we can we can swear. We can say puppet thing, hand up puppet thing. I don't know what it was. I can just tell you. Well, you know, it's like I don't know. He we revived. Sure, that wasn't somehow. your own episode of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Hello, this is Gene Cooper. What happened to the men in trees? Very refreshing. Uh, program. We have a group of women that uh, really enjoyed it very much and and wondered what happened to it. And uh, I enjoy your columns immensely. Thank you so much. Nice call. Very nice call. And our first call that wasn't? Wasn't angry at all. Not angry. In fact, it started out a little... A little sexy, a little steamy, yeah, that's but then kind of uh, a nice little voice yeah, there. Very nice little voice. And uh, again, it does relate back to the how long is the television season because she's looking for men and trees, which is no knock here. This is what the network will tell you. It's a chick show, and the women love it. They're all over it. Uh, uh, although I don't know if it annoyed people that Anne Hay, she was married, is now going out with her co-star and lover on the show, and they are now a real life couple. But to answer her question. Men and Trees is coming back, and it has already been renewed for a second season, so you can have many more roundtables with the ladies. Yeah, this is uh, Aaron Winton from Sparta, Tennessee. I was calling to ask about uh, the series on TLC, was on Discovery, called American Chopper. Uh, Notice there's merchandise in all the stores. The movie just made a cameo in the uh, latest John Travolta movie, uh, Wild Hogs. And, yep, every time I turn on to the show it's a rerun there's not been many new shows uh and it's been that way for about a year i was wondering if they were phasing them out or if uh, there's money issues or what's going on with those guys thank you great question from aaron in aaron, uh, sparta tennessee uh, south carolina sparta, is it south carolina yeah or tennessee that was, was sparta tennessee sparta tennessee sparta tennessee excellent aaron you you hit it i think it's also a theme that we've got here uh, not enough episodes to fill it, and every time you're looking around, it's not there. There's been a ton of American Chopper reruns. Totally up with you on that. And those guys are merchandised up the puppet. <laughs> wow. And the, yeah, it's just I shouldn't have gone back there. You know, that, uh, that guy, if he heard you say that, he'll come back and kick your ass. No, I'm saying it was just, yeah. it wasn't his puppet hole. It was a, that's just the, the merchandising. He's, that's what he's saying. They're over-commercialized. They're in movies. And yet, give the man some damn... Episodes. Give them some new episodes. A lot of swearing on TV talk machines. Today. Oh my goodness! A lot yes. of just yes. filthy, just dirty. But uh, yes, I agree uh, with Aaron that there's not enough. But the show still goes on. There will be more. But yeah, it's over. It's overexposed, commercialized, and uh, not enough. They should be instead of appearing in movies, should be appearing in their own show. Absolutely. Mm. Again, it goes back to the lazy Hollywood, again, lazy Hollywood of chopper makers. Hey, Tim, this is Lyle Isle from Gossip Machine, and I've, I have been wondering about what's going on with Suburban Shootout. It seems like it's been quite a long time since Oxygen and Channel 5 announced to be a second series, and nothing's come out of it since then. Uh, also, series really does need to be on DVD, uh, so I was wondering if you knew which castles we should be storming to... Wish for that. Two things on, on uh, Suburban Shootout, which is a show I really love. 
I don't think they ended up making a second season of Suburban Shootout, and it's not out on DVD yet. I think you'll, you're going to see that it will come out for this reason. HBO has picked it up. They're going to Americanize it, and so you're going to see Suburban Shootout uh, on HBO, which is fantastic. So hopefully uh, that'll, that'll come in the near future. Hi, uh, Tom. I'm a faithful reader. I'm a senior, and I can't afford Showtime, but I was very interested in your comments about uh, the American life, and I wondered if it was showing in the Bay Area, uh, or I should say um, it was on the radio in the, in the Bay Area, and whether you were allowed to tell me what station it was on, on the radio. Um, thanks so much. I'll keep reading. Bye. <laughs> go, go ahead. I know you're it's dying. Always, I know you're dying. Always to good say to hear it. from a loyal reader, Tom. <laughs> we have a lo- Joe and I have a long history of people getting our names wrong as we climbed up the ranks in journalism, uh, and nothing to us is ever funnier than working for somebody for five years and have them see you in the hall and say, "Hey, Joe, loved your column." Yeah. As he's talking to me, so. Tim. Great story today. Thanks. <laughs> and we look nothing alike. <laughs> nothing alike. Not even a, not even close. And I still get I get email all the time. Tom. Every time I get a Tom email, I send it to Joe, so he laughs. Uh, I'm getting Tom and John email, probably because John Carmen was here for so long. But yes, uh, I think she just she said she said she had a senior moment. She might have just forgot my name. It is uh, Sir Tim, not Sir Tom, yes. and um, she wants to know where she can listen to This American Life on the radio. I believe that is an end. That is uh, KQED. That's a it's a national public. It's not national public radio. It's public no, it's... radio international. I've made that mistake already in print. But I believe you can hear that on KQED, eighty-eight point five FM. And Showtime will have that out on DVD relatively soon, the first six episodes. That's it. Uh, well, first off, thanks to Joe Garofoli for another stellar performance as oh, Question it's, Boy. It's a pleasure to be here, Tom. <laughs> Did it, what is it, painful to, to read everything as Sir Tim? It's about as painful as going up the puppet. <laughs> I think that up the puppet and up the puppet hole are my new favorite things. I will try to get them into the Chronicle, so look for those. Uh, but before we go, we do want to say that if you've ever seen anything in the newspaper that we've printed about a number for TV Talk Machine, forget it. Just completely forget it, because one of those numbers is wrong. The 800 number is completely wrong. And uh, not my fault. It was the Chronicle's fault. They reissued us another number, which goes live on Friday. And that number is 888-SFC, for San Francisco Chronicle, TVTM. That's TV talk machine. You know, you have arrived when you have your own initials on a phone number. I'm at 800 number. It means there'll be another episode at least. It means there'll be one more episode until someone in management says, did you guys really say up the puppet hole? And then we're done. Although we're not monitored by FCC. I don't think we're monitored by management either, frankly. And I don't think anybody knows what up the puppet hole means. Is anyone listening? Nobody's listening. But we will find that in the Chronicle. It'll be on the blog. And I think those of you who heard it, know what we're talking about. See you next week on TV Talk Machine.